Mike, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. First things first, keep this really simple as to get us rolling. You having a good day so far? Uh, not too bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, chilling out, relaxing, just preparing for what's about to come at the end of this week. What is about to come? Oh, the yeah, the thing that we're here for. Uh, I'm in my own world most of the time. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I'm trying to prepare uh, mentally as much as I can. Billy, no worries. Well, it is a few days time uh, as of the time recording the release of your new EP, Retrospective Part 1, September 15th, via Chameleons Risen. So with that in mind, then, at this stage, and we're so close to release, where do you find your head right now? Are you in a state of um, excitement to get it out and see it walking its own two legs? Or are you at that point where you're kind of still enjoying the ride? Uh, I'd say it's more like relief um to get the music done and out there it's like it's very old music this is like a three-part series of eps uh, uh and the first part the first four songs are like just over 10 years old and it's just stuff that's been like sitting around and i never finished it and now it's like now's the time to just finish it all and get it out uh and get it done so i have other things planned that i would like to move on to <laughs> Is it almost like a clearing of the hard drive situation? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like if I don't finish it, it still sits in the back of my head like I, I could have or should have done something with it. So I have to get it out there and over with, really. <laughs> well, take me back to the early days of your vision for this series. Did you have a clear idea of what you wanted to do initially? And was the plan to do three separate EPs? No. Definitely not. There was no, there was no plan. Um, I mean, like the original version of this project was called the Dream Knots, and it was, uh, you know, back in 2012 or 13, put out one demo with a couple of these songs on it, but um, you know, it just didn't, um, I didn't stick with it. You know, I had other mm. things going on in my life, so this is just kind of, uh, you know, wrapping that all up. Um, I mean, like back then, I had. Even then, a couple of the songs were kind of old. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, I've just been writing music just aimlessly almost mm -hmm. for a very long time. And, uh, you know, starting a thousand songs and never finishing them. Um, so this is just getting them all done. And the three the three EP thing is just um, to try to get a, a bit more chance at getting traction through the releases. Right, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you put out a 12-song album and it's like done and in a month everybody moves on. Uh, so this is a little bit of an attempt to get a few more ears on it. Uh, it's a, it's a definitely a cheap way of doing it. It's like, I didn't even name it three different things. It was called a part one, two, and three. So it's like, it's kind of lazy artistically, but, you know makes it easy to follow along with if you do say stumble across part two on spotify yeah. further than the line you know immediately there's a part one somewhere yeah yeah and i did want to make sure that it was like clear that this is like a body of work that's kind of all related um and not just random things uh yeah so you go back to these older songs spread over a, a long period of time and you you know you so you decide to finish them up as you're progressing and you're deciding and picking and choosing 
how how does it begin to fall in how does it take shape how do you get to the point where you realize it's 12 songs and it's gonna be well whatever it was originally an album or three eps is it the events around you that shaped it or did it just fall into place um it's really just uh it got to the point where like okay i need to get stuff off my plate what what do i have that's actually done and written because mm. um, <laughs> you know i had i still have like a half dozen other sessions on my computer of other songs that are for this project that i have you know over time it's become more focused writing and more deliberate uh but i still i still have a backlog of things to do so uh, it was really just like these these songs are old they're written they're done there's no, no excuse for me not to put them out i just have to finish them which is always the last 10 percent is always the the most difficult to get through did you have um any issues to find almost a connecting tissue did you not really care about that um i think a lot of it is related and i think thematically between the three eps like they each kind of represent um like a, a distinct set of issues that i was working through at the time mm -hmm. um whether intentionally or not um sometimes i'm writing stuff and i think i'm writing it about one thing and it turns out you know you you sit on it a few months and you're like oh that's really about something else <laughs> Um, so like this first, the part one is, is, um, uh, I, I guess kind of just struggling with independence and personal relationships, mm -hmm. uh, not to go into too much detail. <laughs> um, the, but, and it's very much related to, a, a, an era of my life that is just kind of, uh, you know in retrospective <laughs> it's like i was you know young and immature and didn't know how to handle myself or the world around me so it's like there's a certain mindset between them um the second ep is more like my relationships with uh you know like friends and things like that how those relationships kind of evolve or devolve over time mm -hmm. um and how that can kind of disintegrate or you know kind of fluctuates over time um and then the last uh one is mostly uh, they're the newest songs i think overall and generally concerning you know self-improvement self-evaluation like um trying to take care of your own mental health instead of worrying about you know other people and how other people are affecting you so it is it is one conceptual thing, although it's it kind of just it did. Yeah, it kind of fell into place like that. Well, were you describing it and explaining kind of what sort of thematics around the EPs is? It almost sound it makes sense the period of time that you've described and talked about that where these songs come from, because that is almost a huge section of a person's life where you can go through these different environments and different experiences and grow and learn from them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so it is a deeply it is fair to call it a deeply personal record then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you feel comfortable with 
the idea that a person can listen to it, can hear this first part as well in particular, and of course, take potentially their own things, take their own stuff from it, not maybe fully understand your personal perspective, but might be able to relate to it. Um, I mean, if anybody can relate at all, then I think I feel a little bit better about myself. Um, I, I mean, I don't think I go into any serious detail in these songs. I feel mm -hmm. like... Um, if you if you listen to a song and you hear something that I didn't intend, then it's like that's fine. It's like I don't. That's how I approach other music. Like you might get something out of it that wasn't really meant to be there, but if it means something, then that's valuable. You're still getting something out of it. That's it, isn't it? <laughs> Overall, yeah. though, what what's what's an aspect of working on the EP series from beginning to end that you found you particularly enjoyed? Um, let's see. The stuff that has always like piqued my interest was, um, just the fact that I could, uh, I mean, the, the way this is all produced, it's like I sat and I had like a guitar riff or, you know, whatever, um, and I've always I've played through my computer for all the longest time. Mm. And so I uh, you know, I'll sit down and open up a, a session in Logic and I'll play whatever guitar part I have and I'll throw a beat on it. Um, just with one of the uh electronic drum sets. And then, you know, eventually I'll just have a song, mm. whether I intend to or not. Like I don't really write complete songs and then record. I just kind of sit down and demo out parts and maybe I might go in with like one or two parts that work together. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't really have a song fleshed out before I start recording. And I just kind of piece things together. And I think none, none of the composition on these EPs is terribly complicated. It's mm -hmm. all fairly straightforward rock or uh, pop kind of uh, structures, but like, I, I do enjoy that as aspect of it um, because it's like the, the parts that come naturally. Uh, I've been playing guitar for a super long time uh, and playing bass for a long time. So sitting down and just recording some cheesy low fidelity demos is like just easy and relaxing. Oh, um, relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. The stressful part comes with trying to finish lyrics and record vocals because then you start second guessing everything. Uh, I'm not the most experienced lyricist or singer. Mm. So it's it's kind of like guitar. I, I don't, um, I suppose at least for this music where it's, you know, it's not technically that challenging. So it's, it's just fun to like bang out riffs, do whatever. But it, uh, it's stressful to put that last, uh, it's really, I mean, like the last layer of, um, personal things on it really uh the icing think, on a cake almost yeah well sticking with that then we'll talk to me then about um we're coming up with the lyrics uh specifically focus on say just focusing on a part one as that is the record that's about to be released uh yeah. would you say that was the most challenging aspect of this uh record and how how did you how did you piece together the lyrics <laughs> Yeah, it definitely was. Um, for the first 
three tracks. I mm. I kind of wrote those lyrics between 2009 and 2012. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're just like, you know, I did it and they're like, that's done. That's what it is. Who cares? And then for uh, Bourbon, the last song, I wrote the guitars for that in 2009 or something. And then wrote the lyrics in 2018, uh, <laughs> which is like a ridiculously long, you know, <laughs> songwriting process for just you know five minutes of music but like that song in particular is about you know personal relationships relationships ending like um just kind of coping with those feelings uh and it just took that long because that's i mean i think that's how long <laughs> those events took to resolve themselves mm -hmm. um I mean, there was multiple events that kind of inspired that, but, you know, parallel, parallel themes, I guess. Um, so, yeah, that that was probably the most difficult part was I I, I wrote lyrics for that way back when. And then, you know, I, I scrapped them and redid them and scrapped them and redid them and finally finished. I, I said enough is enough in 2018 <laughs> and did it. How do you, considering all of that and the scrapping and reworking, how do you draw a line under your creativity? Is it just what you just said, enough is enough? Yeah, it's definitely evolved. Um, with with this music, it, it is all stuff that is old and I've, um, not, not for all of it, but in some cases I've lost that like headspace. Mm where it originally came from so i do have to just say yeah that's it that's a, that's enough um but like through that the whole process i'm kind of learning what i have to do for songwriting and it's like i have to finish it while i'm in that headspace and you know <laughs> not delay it for a decade unnecessarily i have to ask why even do this what what you have all this music, you have all these songs, you have all this writing, um, dating back to say as far as 2008, but obviously you're still creating now, you're also moving forward as an artist and as a musician. Why, why even bother to look backwards? I feel like I have to, just mm. to get it out of my system. Um, I mean, there, I don't, I don't think, I would write songs that sound exactly like this today, but like, I still like parts of these songs and they're still important to me. And if I, uh, if I moved on without putting them out in some capacity, I would feel like it's just, I mean, I'm kind of a completionist. So if I, if I didn't do it, it'd be like nagging in the back of my brain. Um, and I think actually executing the whole process was really important for just realizing like what the songs mean to me and like mm. and maybe like what some of them don't mean anymore um like realizing uh how how i feel about them now in retrospect Partially. A, a sort of personal therapy session to a degree when internalizing and looking back and seeing where you are now by comparison yeah yeah definitely and I think if they just stayed as like demos on my hard drive, then I wouldn't have, um, I just wouldn't have this point of view of it. Mm. 
uh, I feel like it'd still be um, there. I'd still have this idea of potential there. Whereas now like the the potential is being realized and I can, I know exactly what it is. Um, and I know how good I think it is uh, or, you know, not good. Um, and I, it just, it becomes um, tangible and like yeah. real and say, that's what it is and accept it. For someone who may be, will maybe experience in a sink of weight for the first time via this EP, however to discover it, do you, what do you want this EP to say to them, to a brand new person who's not aware of your, um, your musical background? Um, you know, I don't even really know. <laughs> this stuff was all more about like, just dealing with inner stuff mm -hmm. they're they're really i wish i had a better like marketing thing for it but there really just isn't any it's just like i'm doing this because i have to mm -hmm. There's, i don't i don't know how to like advertise this or promote it to somebody it's like yeah i mean if you, if you want music that is like somebody going through some stuff maybe then this is something that you might be interested in um yeah that's probably the best i can do and i want to add in there as well we have been talking for nine only 20 minutes talking about past and talking about uh music that was created a while ago and completed and we worked what it is now these songs talking about part one specifically stand on their own as quality pieces of music so that's the other reason why should be people should actually listen to it as well they are very good songs Thank you. <laughs> is there a specific track from part one that you're most interested in hearing the reaction to? And hearing a reaction to, that'd probably be Owl Sanctuary. Just because it's weird. And mm -hmm. I I really don't know. Like I feel like claustrophobic is something that might go over better. That's why it's the first track. I feel like that'll just it's a little bit more digestible, but Owl Sanctuary is just a weird song. And I was in a real weird headspace when I wrote it. So it's like, I I really don't understand. I don't, I don't know how anybody else would interpret that song in any way. <laughs> it's really just, it's really um, of its time and place. <laughs> I like that, of its time and place. Um, yeah. Is the rest of the series fully planned out? E.g., do you know your release windows and you you know what you're going to be needing to do to push it? Yeah. Um, part two uh, is coming out in November and then part three in January. Oh, cool. Um, as far as pushing it, I'm, I'm doing a tour in January, a couple of weekenders. Nice. So nothing too crazy. But um, yeah, that's it. it's January. You're out and about. That's always good um, to hear. And it's great because uh, ultimately you could have probably stretched this a lot further, you know, done one every three months or so on. So it's good. That'll be nicely wrapped up for January, start of a new year and uh, yeah. start fresh effectively. Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a lot of stuff planned after that. So it's like mm -hmm. I wanted to space it out a little bit to like, drag out the um you know promo stuff mm -hmm. uh, but i really didn't want to drag it out farther than necessary because it's like i got i got more plans you know <laughs>
I, I love that even before I had to ask any questions about it, about the fact that it was being split into three, you mentioned at the very, very start of this uh, interview that you put it into three purely because that's kind of a way to get people's attention these days. You can put a full album out, but it'll be forgotten about. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to ask you then, for you as a musician, you doing what you've done up to this point in your career, what does success at this stage mean to mean for you? I've been kind of thinking about this um, for a while because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm in school for uh, music right now. I, I mm. have a day job. I feel like there is like, uh, I think most people want a version of success where um, there's some sort of money coming in. Ideally. Uh, <laughs> right. And even just just enough to sustain yourself, I don't even know uh, if that's like a, a real thing anymore. Mm. You know? So what I'm trying to focus on um, for my idea of success, I'm trying to focus on just doing what I want artistically um, and uh, you know, whether that achieves the goal that I had for it. Like if I if I have a, an album, if I feel like that album a, achieves the goal I had set out for it, then that's success and just leave it there. So I feel like once you start trying to say like, oh, I need I need music to be like a source of income, mm. that it totally skews everything you do and everything you're trying to, you know, create. Um, and yeah, I mean, the, the school aspect of it is important because I'm learning a lot of um, uh, more artistic, less less um, music industry related thing. Like there's all sorts of music that uh, kind of falls into the genre and stuff, mm. like stuff that fits nicely into um you know a marketing package that like we know the audience for this we know what places to go on tour what venues how much you're going to sell at that location and i'm with the the schooling i'm i'm moving away from that into more you know experimental you know mm. things <laughs> or at least i'm attempting to uh i do i kind of want to like find a middle ground of, of just playing music that's fun and entertaining for me and then doing stuff that's like more artistically challenging. Um, I can't. I, I feel like if the, if too much of either of those things, then it's like if it's too just if it's too much just playing into a genre, then it's not it's not as interesting. Yeah, it's just like you're just color by numbers. Um, but if you're doing it, if you're trying to do something that's like super high art, like conceptual, then it can get a little bit like. Um, harder to to digest so it's like i, I kind of want to find a middle ground that like suits me it's fascinating that you're still you're still exploring um your your own limits at these stage and how far you're willing to go in your own creative um circles and it's i guess at this point in time it's fair to say no limitations see what happens as you progress over the next couple of years yeah absolutely I don't, I mean, I've got, I've got a few things planned already, but like, I, I feel like I'm going to make a few left turns. <laughs>
So on the opposite side of that, so ignoring all the creative stuff, going to the not so fun aspect of making music, um, you know, from streaming numbers to comments online to social media, that aspect, is that something you can find any enjoyment in it at all? <laughs> I mean, sometimes the, the numbers are more depressing than anything else. I haven't, I don't think I've really hit my stride yet with uh, finding an audience. Um, but I mean, it's why I'm here right now. It's like trying to get things out there to see mm. what the audience is for what I'm doing uh, or what I'm you know, trying to do in the future. Um, I'm fairly introverted. I'm not the kind of person that really goes online and talks to people very much, mm -hmm. which is kind of like uh maybe like the worst thing you could be is someone who's trying to promote music in in any way mm. um, i mean I, I lots of bands have gotten a pretty solid following on instagram just from going and commenting and talking to people and it's like i most of the time i don't have like the mental energy to to get into that which yeah, it's training i wish i did but I gotten better at it, you know. Mm -hmm. It's kind of you. You learn to, um, you learn to talk to people. <laughs> you learn to be able to kind of compartmentalize that and be like, oh, it's not that important. It's just some guy on the internet. Um, I, I get, uh, I, I overplay how, uh, I guess how wrong that could go for some reason. I mean, it's fair. It, it, I don't. It's there's no issue with that because it's the internet. It can be uh, a wild. It's the wild, wild west. Uh, effectively, it can be insane out there. And um, with so many social media platforms and so many bands, artists, um, and from different walks of life, all vying for attention, it's really hard to cut through. So, yeah. you talk about mental energy. It is an exhausting, exhausting experience. So, if you're even able to do even a small bit, it's it's doing something. I think. Yeah, I try at the at the bare minimum. I try to get out there and and like a few posts just to show the world that like I exist. Yeah, and like, I think you're okay. Like it's, <laughs> it's it's a good starting point at least. Absolutely, I love that. Um, okay, looking to next year, twenty twenty four. What is something that you would like to accomplish, if possible? <laughs> um, let's see. So. I kind of am not giving myself too much choice about a lot of these things mm -hmm. just for timeliness. I, I do still have, um, it's like the, the first thing after the ir irretrospective EPs would be uh, for my other project, Censorin. Uh, I do have an EP that I would like to put out, uh, I think in the spring, mm -hmm. maybe like mid, late spring another four songs a little bit of um an evolution from the album that i put out in 2022 um there's a couple like loose singles that'll come out around that time too um i have a you know more backlogged music very very old demos for censor and then i want to put out as two more eps wow um if i can you know finish them um uh let's see i 
I have a whole metal album <laughs> that I have left to finish. Uh, and I have Fantastic. another async await EP. So like how much of that, I mean, like the, the, the first censoring EP will definitely happen. How much will happen after that is really, uh, you know, to be determined <laughs> mm. based on, uh, you know, my, my schedule, um, and other obligations. So if you, unfortunately, I'm not doing this full time. So obviously, yes, of <laughs> course, um, join the club there. Um, absolutely. Yeah. If but if you could get even, I guess, even half of that out in 2024, wow, that'd be incredible in itself. Yeah, it's it's difficult to have. Like I really, I I spent um about about 15 years writing music and mm. doing these little you know demos and stuff uh all this like censoring like beats and electronic music and stuff uh doing the stuff and never totally finishing it and never releasing it so i'm i'm just trying to work through all that so i can say i did i don't know it feels weird to work on new stuff without finishing what i've already done uh i because i've been in the habit of starting things for so long i want to get into the habit of uh, finishing things yeah so it's just a lot to work through. <laughs> it's still fantastic to hear, and I can't wait to see what comes next. All right, Mike, um, we reached part of the interview where this guy takes over. This is Ozzy Osbourne, and in his head are randomized cards, anything and everything. So I'm going to be pulling out a selection, and if you don't mind, give me an answer. Okay. Okay, 37. In your opinion, what is your worst personality trait? My worst personality trait. Mm. Um, I can be hypocritically judgmental of other people. Okay. Okay. And I can, I'm really good at criticizing other people. Mm -hmm. uh, and then if you, if I, I had trouble taking criticism myself. <laughs> but so, with that, I mean, the fact you're able to identify it, do you think that's something you're getting better at not doing? I think so. <laughs> there you go. So, better than I was uh, five or ten years ago. So growth. That's all we could ever hope to do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Forty-eight. What kind of a drunk are you? If you drink, that is. I do drink. Um, I can get a little overzealous. I would say. Oh. Uh. I'm very unreserved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. What is the most decadent thing you think you've ever eaten? I'm trying to think. Um, I feel like I haven't eaten. I'm not a very decadent eater. Mm -hmm. I don't think. I had, um, oh, I think it was like one of those egg breakfasts with like the bechamel sauce um uh in um uh just outside of quebec in a diner once it was very good and i'd say that was second because that was like three eggs and i think it, like a half pound of butter so that was a pretty solid one that i can remember in a diner as well absolutely you don't expect yeah. to get something like that there <laughs> oh okay what is your favorite dinosaur? It's, oh my god. Um 
Triceratops. That's the first time that's ever come up. Any particular reason? I feel like uh, that's. I mean, what a uh, what tactical flaw does a Triceratops have? Like Tyrannosaurus has the tiny arms. Um, Stegosaurus. I don't know. They seem pretty robust, you know. Yeah, best I could think. Like, and this is only ever based off seeing movies and things like that, because obviously I'm not seeing any real life. Um, maybe they're slow to turn. Maybe. Maybe. Well, they're like a tank, though, you know. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Good choice. Um, what is something you just find so boring, but others tend to love? Um. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ooh, very good. Let's very alienate good. everybody. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, absolutely. Has this been, is it for you, been a dropping off because of the amount of content or is it straight away from the start you had very little interest? I mean, back when the, uh, like the first Thor movies came out, I was kind of interested in it. But after that, it's like, the plot i don't know i i don't even think i saw any of the avengers movies it just seems so convoluted and i have mm. this like contrarian thing where if i hear everybody talking about it then i'm just like ah, i don't i'm not interested i go and find something else so i do miss out on a lot of stuff that way but i don't i don't think that i've missed out too much on marvel stuff it just seems very convoluted and like a lot of work yeah, if you were to, I mean, if that's as much as you haven't seen, and uh, there's plenty in the modern day that I haven't, it would take you a long time to keep catch up. There's, you know, TV series and all this stuff. I find it infuriating as well, personally. And, so, and you got to go and uh, on Reddit and to see like how all the things actually mesh together and work. Like it's just a whole, it's like a whole commitment, really. It is, it is. Okay, let's try this one then. What is your best habit? Uh, I, I do... <laughs> I don't have many good habits. Wow. Um, we talk about habits. Been... We always... Go on. Oh, I think I, I do manage to wake up uh, every day at a vaguely reasonable hour to start work. And that's... It's like a really low bar for that though i think that might be the best best thing i do i feel like you have to i have to ask you what's a vaguely reasonable hour uh somewhere between nine and ten <laughs> I, I, i've been able to not get fired from a job well that's not true not for that reason anyway okay Okay, no, that's good that's good that's good what's more interesting to you personally deep space or deep sea? Hmm. That's that's pretty tough, actually. I, I think I'll go deep space. Hmm. Uh, I was always a fan of uh, Star Trek, uh, the next generation, and uh, a little bit of Deep Space Nine. And <laughs> I feel like, I mean, space is also, or uh, deep sea is very interesting also, but in general, I go for space. Do you uh, do you believe there is life out there? I would hope so. I mean, there's a yeah. few other inhabitable planets that we found, 
So I'd hope there's something else going on. I've seen all You'd this hope, stuff right? about, um, yeah, people are, you know, uh, former government officials from different countries are coming out and saying, yes, there are aliens. Like, this is what they're like. And uh, everybody else is like, oh, it's a, that's, they're just getting paid to say that to distract you from something else. And it's just like, it, it would be really cool if it was just like cut and dry. If they could really just tell you like, here's what's really there, but you'll, we'll never know. I mean, even if, uh, even if all the scientists and the government know, like we'll never, it'll never filter down to us. No, unless I decided to just turn up one day on our doorsteps. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is your go-to pizza order? If you eat pizza, of course. Hmm. Hmm. Um, so I'm from New Jersey here. And pizza, lots of people like to say they have good pizza, but like North Jersey pizza is pretty much like the standard for me. Um, in that sense, like a plain slice is just the standard, but yeah. like, I'm, I like to get like the gourmet ones where it's like chicken parm, uh, chicken parmesan. I don't know. Yeah. That's pretty and, nice I actually. Mean, yeah. Like Italian food is, um, it's, it's real here. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's the only thing. Like I'm not Italian at all, but like in New Jersey. Like it is for real. It's not like Olive Garden or Carabas. Um, I'd gone to Carabas recently because I had a gift card and it was just like, garbage. Really? Yeah. You can. I mean, this is this is where to be for that kind of food, really. As authentic as you can get outside of Italy, right? I think it's not even authentic to Italy. It's just authentic to really New York and New Jersey. Like it's its own mm. thing. Like this is the correct place to be for this food. Fantastic! I love that. I love that. Okay, um, two more: mm -hmm. Mario or Sonic? Do you which do you prefer? Which side are you on? Mario. Uh, Why? I had Nintendo stuff growing up. I did not have Sega, and I did try to play Sega or uh, Sonic as a kid, uh, at, at my uh, friend's house. I was just terrible at it. Too fast moving. Like, it's too much for me to process. I need like a minute to like catch up, you know? Not that Mario is fast moving, but not quite as much. Um, What was the last Mario game you played? How how up to date? How many games have you continued to play it through the years? Uh, I think Super Mario 4, the one for the Wii. Uh, which I'm trying to think. Uh, Super Mario Galaxy? Oh, I did play that one. Hmm. Um, it was like the one, you, it was still side scroller, but it was four, four player. Right, I think I know the one you mean. Yeah, I think I do. Um, uh, the reason I was asking, because I wanted to kind of grab and go, well, which, what is your favorite Mario game? Um, I don't know. I really didn't play them that extensively. Fair Probably enough. that one for the Wii, because I actually did a, uh, get some friends together and we beat it in like the four player co-op mode. So that was really fun. Nice. Uh, We're perfect for that. <laughs> All right. Last one, Mike. Uh, and it's this, what is your favorite swear word? <laughs> trying to be all like professional here and not use uh, any cuss words. Um, it's fuck. I mean, that's the standard. 
uh it's like it's the the benchmark and i am from new jersey so it's, we know how to use it over here <laughs> don't worry about professionalism and no swear words it is an over 18s uh interview and website so we're used to that aspect trust me the fact that you've gone all this far without saying a single swear word is actually a bloody miracle so there it is going at the end <laughs> Irretrospective part one, September 15th via Chameleons Risen. That is when part one EP is out. Of course, you've already said part two in November and part three in January. Might look very, very much forward to seeing what comes for the rest of the year and throughout 2024 by what you told me. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this. It's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. No worries. That's it. We leave it there. That's what will be cut. And uh, yeah, best of luck with the release. I hope it's all really successful for you. Hope you have a good end of the year and uh, yeah, best of luck on finishing all this stuff. It's an incredible uh, amount of work, but you know, you've, you've already managed to do this with this three as a VP. So I can't, I, I'd imagine you, you'll, you'll do it. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. You too. Later. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much for watching. If you'd like to see more content like this, please consider hitting the subscribe button. It is gratefully appreciated. You can find us over at gbhbl.com, our full website, where reviews, news, and so much more goes up daily. We're also on all social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, threads, at GBHBL. Just search for GBHBL and you will find us out there. We also have merchandise on sale. You can access the shop via the website.